Hey everyone, welcome to week three of the Mindset Podcast. Man, Monday morning, here, here we, we are. are. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's early on a Monday morning and coming off just an amazing day at church yesterday. Hope you're yeah. able to join us. If you were not able to join us uh, right here on this YouTube channel, you can get all the the sermons, the services, the live stream, all of that. Um, so make sure you do subscribe that way you can just keep in touch with podcasts that are coming out, content from Sunday mornings, all that kind of fun stuff. But man, what a good Sunday. What a good day. Sundays are crazy for us, right? Yeah. Like just in our home, it's getting through the morning, um, you know, seeing what God does in and through church is mm-hmm. always so awesome, so exciting. And then we get to Sunday afternoon and if it feels like one of two things happens. Either <laughs> we hit a wall. Either we hit a wall and we completely crash and we're just done, done, right, done for the day. Or we get like manic and we're like, okay, we're just we're gonna do spring cleaning. We're gonna stay active and like we clean the whole house, plan the whole week. Yeah. And we try to plan the week on Sundays every week, but I feel like some weeks were really good at it, and yeah. other weeks were not so much. And I, it but yesterday is. I was, I was really proud of us because. We literally, we got home from church. We processed the morning. We had just such an amazing morning of uh, worship and the the message you shared yesterday. I felt like most people in the room didn't want it to end. Like it was so applicable to what people are experiencing and what we're all facing. Mm-hmm. And I met so many new people yesterday, just people who had invited friends or neighbors or coworkers, and it was so exciting. And so we have the rush of what God was doing in our midst and yeah. the truth of his word and how the spirit was moving. And then we get home and yes, we were tired, but I guess we got our second wind yeah. and we got through the day. We're like, let's just, let's just get it done. Get let's to Costco, yeah. do the laundry, all the things, all the things. And here we are. Here we are. And um, I'm excited to dive into this because I just feel like, um, like I said, this is something that we're all facing. We're all dealing with. And yeah. yesterday, I mean, your message, I watched you put it together on Saturday and um, well, throughout the week, really battling with that. But then on Saturday, you sharing with me some of these points mm. that you were going to hit on. And yeah, the five daily battles. And so much of it, I feel like, yeah. was one, inspired by the journey we've been on. Yeah. And then some conversations that we've had with other people of journeys they've been on. Yeah, our journey and then journeying with others as well. And, you know, it's funny. I I always say this. I like to remind people of this. Whenever we are preaching or teaching, right? Yeah. I'm preaching to myself. I'm preaching from yeah. typically my own journey at some level mm-hmm. or something that I've learned as a pastor as I've journeyed with others through whatever they've had to walk through in that season. Right. But um, these five daily battles, they really stuck out to me in our life um, as very important things that we got to be aware of and engage in mm-hmm. and just fight if we're going to have any shot at, at winning the battle of the mind. And so uh, let's hit those five battles real quick. I just want to name yes. them. We're not going to go through all of them. We're just going to focus on one or two that we want to talk about. But um, if you want the full sermon, I think the link is right below this on our um, on our page. page or YouTube page or the website page. But the five daily battles that we have to engage in, right. you're not going to win all these, yeah. but we have to at least engage in these. 
um, if we want to long-term find victory in the battle of our mind. So number one is the daily battle of perception versus reality. Mm -hmm. And we have to become aware of the lies that we're believing and we have to replace the, the perception, those lies with truth, the reality. Uh, battle number two, comfort versus joy. We'll talk about that one yeah. a little bit because at first those kind of feel like the same thing. The same thing. It's very joyful when I'm comfortable, but right. the truth is we tend towards finding comfort yes. in the wrong places. And ultimately that steals our joy in Christ. It steals the joy that God wants to give us. And so we have to learn to dig trenches of truth, truth. to new joy. Yeah. Number three, distraction versus attention. Number four, we have to fight the battle of shallow versus deep. And number five, we have to fight the battle of shame versus grace. So those those were the five battles that we had that we need to be engaging in, fighting mm -hmm. on a daily basis. And yeah, where, where do we want to go from there? You know, let's just start with the first one yeah. because, and I know we don't have time to go through all of them, but... That first one, perception versus reality. You gave this amazing um, kind of progression, I guess, of how we deal with um, experiences that we go through in life. Um, and you are naming... Yeah, how we end up in ruts. How we end up in ruts. But we were talking about how our experiences oftentimes can yeah. be traumatic and the trauma that's created in our life yeah. um, ends up you know, moving to expressing themselves in triggers later yeah. on and then ruts that are habits that we form in our lives to deal with the trauma. So yeah. it was this trauma trigger rut progression that you talked about. Um, and the ruts you were talking about um, are not necessarily the problem, yeah. but they're the, the way we've learned to cope with yeah. our problems yes. or cope with our trauma. Yeah. Can you explain that a little bit further? Yeah. So, um, Trauma trigger ruts. If we're thinking about just patterns in our lives, all of us have some level of trauma, right? right? If you, if you are alive and breathing on planet earth, you have experienced trauma. Now, sometimes we think of like capital T trauma soldiers coming back from war, first responders mm -hmm. who are sort of on the front line of duty, you know, experiencing violence and death daily. Yeah. We think of abuse. We think of sort of this list of you know, capital T trauma that right. happens in life. But, you know, there's also lowercase t trauma that affects us and mm -hmm. it's real. Um, the, the trauma of betrayal, lost friendships, um, you know, the trauma in a family of going through a divorce, yeah. the trauma of, um, gosh, our own trials and temptations that we face on a daily basis. Right. But trauma is just our own. It's our experience of sin and brokenness in a fallen world. Yeah. And the problem is whenever we experience something traumatic, it stays with us. Even if we say, oh, I've forgiven. I've let that go. That's in the past. Not your, your body keeps the score that goes oh, with you. Yeah. Right. And then we come up against trials in life. Mm -hmm. things. Life is always throwing something at us all the right. time. You're either coming out of a storm, you're heading into a storm or you're in a storm right now. Right. Yes. And those trials, those situations in your life, those are trigger points mm -hmm. and they somehow take you back to trauma or points of pain. The trigger in your life reminds you of that experience of pain mm -hmm. and we don't like pain. We right. want to get out of pain. Right. Yeah. And so we say, how do I deal with this pain? Right. And that's what ruts are. Okay. So a rut 
I defined it as uh, like a bad habit, self-destructive pattern in your life, a vice, could be an addiction, could be a, a thought, pattern. Th- thought pattern, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but a rut is anywhere that we turn to mm-hmm. other than Jesus or God's word or healthy places. It's mm-hmm. a bad place that we turn to that gives us immediate relief Yeah, from the trigger or the pain. It, it, we know this behavior will work and it'll work for a little while. Yeah. Until it doesn't. Doesn't work any <laughs> until longer. Until the ruts ruin our lives. Yes. But what, um, yeah, what about that was, I, I'd love to hear, I want to know what you heard from that as we were talking through that. Yeah. I what think you're thinking about. We talk, we've talked a lot about this in our own journey and yeah. counseling. And a lot of times it's hard to identify um, the trauma that you're, that's causing all the ruts in your life. It's hard to um, name the trauma. So it's easier to name the rut, right? It's easier to say, okay, well, this pattern of behavior, oftentimes we'll think that's the problem and it's not. It's it's a behavior that we're we're using to cope with the trauma. And gosh, I just think over the years for me growing up, and I, I think there were a lot of reasons for this, but one of the things that one of the ruts I found myself in um, a little later on in life was just this idea of perfectionism. And it was this performance based rut that I found myself in trying to control perceptions because I feel like if I could control perceptions or if I could be perfect enough, then Mm. I wouldn't have to deal with the pain of the trauma that I experienced when I was younger. And so if I could just have it all together, if I could at least um, it be a good enough mom, a good enough wife, a good enough pastor, um, if I could keep it all together yeah, and which you can't, which obviously you it's couldn't. not, you're not able, no right. one's able to do that. Right. Um, but I had this underlying fear mm. of making mistakes and there, it was wrapped up in shame. Um, it was wrapped up in my identity and so I would keep going back to try and mm. control a perception or control a relationship or um, do something perfectly. And I was never, never able to do it. Yeah. And so I would go, it was almost like a cycle I was living yeah, in. And, and the rut, so the behavior was, um, or what that produced. So it triggers, right? Yes. So, some trigger, something's out of control. Somebody's perception of you is off, right? right. So you didn't do something up to the standard of perfection in your mind, right? right. So the rut that you go to there, mm-hmm. you know, is is one, you're, you're trying to do everything perfectly, right? which you're not going to attain. Yeah. You're trying to control the situations, control perceptions, mm-hmm. right? And in, in those patterns of behavior, it's just like a losing battle, right? It's a losing. Well, and it was crazy because I would hold myself to a certain standard and then I found I would hold other people to those standards. And yeah. so not only was I disappointing myself, yeah. but then I was getting disappointed in others. I was becoming critical. I would get angry easily, not just at myself, but with other people or with God. I mean, I found it 
really destroying my relationships from the inside out yeah. because I had this perceived idea of what it meant to be perfect or to live a perfect life, which is unattainable. Yeah. And it was unrealistic. I was living with this perception problem and um, it was creating chaos and more chaos and destruction in my relationships with other people, with myself and with God. And so I had to learn over the course of years, I mean, this is something I still work on, mm. is replacing perfection, this idea of unattainable perfection and the standard with the truth of God's word. Yeah. And recognizing, being aware of the rut, going back to the trauma and recognizing my triggers. What are the things that are triggering me yeah. into those responses? And I love the scripture, um, Hebrews 10, 14 says, for by a single offering, Jesus has perfected for all time those who are being sanctified. And this truth was so powerful in my word, in my life because I realized that God loved me in the process. Yeah. That it wasn't about perfection or an outcome, but it was so much more about the process. Yeah. So that word sanctified yes. means we're in process. We're in process. Sanctification being made is perfect. Yeah. We make by, mistakes. We're growing. We're moving forward. Yes. And it says by one offering, Jesus yes. on the cross, we were made perfect. And the truth that Jesus is the only perfect one. Yeah. He's the only one that's lived a perfect life. He's the only one that can attain perfection yeah. for us. And so I had to lean into his perfection for my imperfection and receive his grace, receive his mercy and yeah. his forgiveness and realize that I didn't have to live in shame mm. over my imperfections. Yeah. And if I, you know, if somebody had a perception of me that, um, wasn't true about me, mm -hmm. I could let that go. Yeah. Because I knew the truth. Yeah. Of, wow. I'm a human being. I wasn't created. I mean, I was created in the image of God, but I, because of sin, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm not going to get it perfect. And I can replace that with his perfection and leaning on his grace. Yeah. Um, to combat that shame and yeah. that trauma. So that was something that when you were talking about um, trauma trigger, right, that yeah. was like the first thing that my mind went to. Yeah. So many different, so many different things I, I was thinking about in my own journey as I was thinking, you know, just trauma, just even through our, our journey of counseling, marriage mm -hmm. counseling therapy that we've gone through in our life. It is so helpful in recognizing some of those deeper root issues. Right. right. And so often we find ourselves in ruts. So often we find ourselves in ruts and patterns of behaviors and we're like, how are we here again? Let's just try not to get here again. Let's, yeah. let's, I need to try not to be a perfectionist. I need to stop being so critical. And the problem is that's not helpful. Yeah. What's helpful is understanding where that comes from because the action, the rut, the behavior, um, and I mentioned this, whether you're an alcoholic, an addict, or, you know, you have certain things that you run to, to mm -hmm. soothe the fear, the pain, the anxiety in your life. Um, those are not the problem. They're the solution. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're what you are turning to for the solution. And they work for a little while until they ruin your life potentially. Yes. Right. Yes. And so we have to go deeper to the root issues and apply the gospel there. But I, we've talked a lot about this James one verse Yeah. and it's so it's so relevant for this. Um, James says in chapter one, verse two to four, count it pure, pure joy. joy. Count it all joy when you face yeah. trials 
of various kinds, because in the testing of your faith, those trials, those triggers, Mm -hmm. that is what produces perseverance and ultimately leads to maturity in your faith, Mm -hmm. proven character, steadfast hope, and you're complete lacking nothing, right? What a verse. What a verse. (laughs) I, I can't remember a single time in my life where I thought, man, Praise God for this trial. This is this is pure right. joy, right? And the truth is, because we tend towards comfort, because we tend to go back to the same old ruts and behaviors that we've been in mm-hmm. for a long time, we like to stay comfortable, and those mm-hmm. will keep us comfortable for a little while. But true joy is found in not living in those ruts and those behaviors that kind of you know surface level take care of the issues. True joy is found in. Uh, I love what Craig Rochelle says in his book, Winning the War of Your Mind, digging a trench of truth, right? It's like Mm -hmm. digging to real joy. And that's uncomfortable. It's painful. I told the story of our first basement apartment flooded. We had to dig this trench in the middle of the night through this muddy, you know, bank of dirt under the front patio so that the water would stop coming in. And so we'd have a dry Mm -hmm. home, a safe, warm, dry home. And it would have been way easier just to let's go get a hotel room or go stay with parents or immediately get to comfort. But if we didn't dig that trench, the next time it rained, we were going to have the same issue. Yeah. And so finding joy Mm -hmm. only comes through facing trials. Mm -hmm. It really does. And every trial, every trigger, everything that wants to take you back to the pain of your past Mm -hmm. and lead you to those ruts that you always go to. Mm -hmm. Um, It's actually an opportunity. Mm -hmm. Every trial is an opportunity to choose comfort and convenience or to dig a trench towards joy. And that's hard. It's so hard. And it's uncomfortable. It's so uncomfortable. But I mean, we should all be in good company, right? Because it's hard for every single one of us. Mm. Um, I think this world tends towards comfort over joy, like the joy that God gives us. And um, in our brokenness, we tend to want to take the easy route or the path of least resistance. But I have found any true joy that I've experienced in my life, whether that's raising our children. I mean, I mean, think about raising our kids right now. I mean, we are having to dig trenches of truth every single day yeah. in their hearts and in our home in order to um, set them up for a life of peace and abundance in Christ, not maybe as the world would give it, but at least a spiritual abundance. We want to leave them with a spiritual deposit, right? Of truth Mm. and hope and faith. And that's not easy. I mean, having late night conversations with our teenage daughter and getting up early and um, investing in them and taking time to build trenches of truth. Um, is not always comfortable and it's not always easy, but we know that the lasting effect that's going to have in their lives um, is going to be worth it. And so I think sometimes we have to set up what do we want right now and what do we want for our future? Yeah. And do we want to be comfortable now? Yes. Or Or experience the, this is a huge point. It's like, we have to decide every time we're faced with a trial or a temptation do I want to be comfortable right now and return to the the same old behavior pattern rut mm-hmm. um, that I know so well and it it does work temporarily or at that moment of trigger and trial, 
will I choose the hard road, dig a new trench towards joy, yeah. true joy and true peace, not just a, a Band-Aid solution over a bullet mm-hmm. wound, right? But actually- Something that holds yes, us for the something future. That, and that changes us. And it's, yes. it's only as we make new choices in the face of trials and mm-hmm. temptations that we actually change our life. But here's the deal. That has to start from the inside out. Yeah. The gospel. See the difference between we were talking about this yes. too. Behavior modification, which all you know, psychology and you know, self help is focused on changing your behavior, but it's you know, a lot of it's focused on the behavior and how to stop it or change yeah. it. Yeah. The gospel changes us from the inside out. It yeah. says it it reshapes our identity. And we're now fighting our battles from a different position, right? Yeah. You were saying, yeah. we were talking about this, um, we were talking about the difference of fighting from a place of freedom, um, from the position of freedom, yeah. and love and acceptance and forgiveness that God has given us, that Jesus has given us, um, or fighting for that. Yeah. And I think behavior modification is we're fighting for something. We're fighting so that we will be accepted, so we will be loved, so we will be forgiven, yeah. so we can prove based. our yes. worth or our value. Um, but what God says is you are so worthy, you are so valuable, you are so loved and accepted, you're already forgiven given in Jesus, that now you can fight from a place of freedom and victory. We talked about that yesterday at the very end, how, um, you know, we can declare our freedom because Jesus has won our freedom on the cross. We can declare that against our ruts, against our bad habits, against our addictions. We can say we are free in Christ and we can live out of that place. Yeah. Or we can get stuck back again in the ruts and the habits and we can try and prove which always leads to disappointment yeah. and discouragement and depression because yeah. really it doesn't offer us anything. Mm-mm. It just says, keep going, keep proving, keep yeah. showing, you know, work a little harder, work a little harder. Yeah. Ah, uh, you didn't quite measure up today. Or look you at should... all the years you've been fighting yeah. and you've never gotten victory. So yeah. give up. Yeah. Give just up. Just stop. Like and you're never going to change. You're never going to change. And, and look, when the enemy whispers that in our ear, he's got a lot of evidence. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's got 10 years, 20 years worth of evidence saying you're never going to change, right? right? Like you're just stuck in that rut. Mm-hmm. You're always going to be that way. Mm-hmm. And the beauty of the gospel is it heals us from the inside out. Mm-hmm. It it heals the wounds in our hearts in the deepest places. It speaks, the gospel speaks to the deepest wounds in our life and the deepest yeah. hurts and traumas in our life and applies healing yes. at the source, at the root, root. of who we are. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Proverbs 4.23, it says, guard your heart above all else, for it's the wellspring of life. From your heart flows the course of your life. Mm -hmm. And so if the gospel, if we return to the gospel, the forgiveness, the love, the unconditional love of God every day, the fact that Jesus took our judgment on the cross and is offering us new life and the Holy Spirit lives inside of us, the healing can be applied to the root of our trauma, Mm -hmm. which means we don't have to go to the same old ruts. We can choose a new life and we can invite God into these things. And that's the journey. That's the path that we're on. That's the battle. And so. And we're all on it. We're all on it. We're We're all all in good company. And uh, even on Monday morning, here we go. We got a full week ahead of us, but um, any last thoughts before we, before we wrap up? Man, so much I feel like we could keep talking about, but um, I'm just thankful that the gospel um, 
provides resilience in our yeah. spirits. It, it it reminds us that God's not done with our story, that we can keep going. Mm. And because of Jesus, um, there is an end in sight. Like we might struggle this side of heaven. Again, he is perfected for all time, those who are being sanctified. So there's a battle that we're going to be fighting. We might fight that battle every day of our lives here on earth, but there's a day coming if we can fix our eyes on heaven, we know Jesus is returning. There is going to be a day where we get complete freedom, body, soul, and spirit. And he's going to renew us and restore us and everything that we've been fighting for, um, the freedom, the hope, that um, full understanding of God's love for us yeah. is going to be a reality one day. So we just have to hold on. We have to persevere. We have to be resilient, um, but we have to center ourselves on the gospel and Jesus's finished work or we'll lose heart. So I just want to encourage us with that. That's Let's end right there. Um, friends, thank you so much for joining us again for week three. Excited to jump into week four of our mindset series. Join us. If you yep. haven't come yet, join us at church on Sunday. We're going to keep the conversation going. Yeah. And uh, we love you guys, praying for you guys, thankful for you guys. And we will see you next week.